Kia ora to listeners tuning in to this Nga Pātaka Kōrero Tāmaki Makaurau Auckland Library's Heritage Podcast, Pam Muir Stories. What you're about to hear is a selection of clips drawn from an oral history project recorded close to 40 years ago in the early 1980s. Commissioned by what was known then as the Mount Wellington Public Library, the project captured locals' recollections of life, work and play from the early 1900s across the changing landscapes of the decades that followed. They offer us a unique and personal insight into Pamir of the past. Mrs Harwood and her husband Eric were volunteers with the Mount Wellington Volunteer Fire Brigade. In this track, Mrs Harwood recalls how the volunteers fought the frequent gorse fires in the area. That about the lot in, when, back in 1930. Yeah. Of course, it's ancient history. <laughs> uh, how did they get on for a water supply? Well, they had, they had, that's why, they, that's how it came about. They had reticulated the, the city, the, uh, from the city water, Auckland City. I see. So there would be um, fire hydrants located all over. Oh, yes, yes. Of course, they they had some sort of a water reticulation down in Pamuir, which is another story. Uh, They only had two-inch mains, and of course you can't have uh, fire hydrants on two-inch mains. This is a purely domestic supply. But the first big thing that happened after the brigade was formed was a fire down at the old Dyer's Hall in, that was in, in Pamir. And there was quite a lot of talk. They said, oh, well, why didn't the fire brigade do something? Well, I said, well, as I told them at the time, fire brigades need water to, do, to put out a fire, a house fire anyway, or a building. Most of their uh, activity was caused through the gorse fires. In those days, there were wide patches of gorse in various areas of the district. Was it, and they were frequent, were they, these gorse fires? Oh, all too frequent. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's uh, not funny putting out gorse fires. Mm-hmm. Most of them happen at night. Uh, and small boys and larger boys with matches. And... <laughs> When you've got 12-foot gorse on very rough ground, most of it was rough scoria, rocks up to, say, 10-foot high, and holes equally, it's not very funny. And they put it out mainly with beaters. Now, these beaters were pickaxe handles on which were bolted four-foot lengths of old fire hose about four, four lengths of it to a beater, and honestly, I couldn't lift one. Yeah. But the yeah. men did, I don't know how, and they thrashed it out. They used to come home in various states of blackness, yeah. a million prickles on their legs. Yeah. It was a pretty uh, active performance, really. They were all volunteers. Was volunteers. All no. oh, men have the funniest hobbies. And <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, of course, we had other fires too. We had Kempthorne Process, which was a processing uh, 
sulfur, and there were no uh, such things as gas masks in those days, respirators as they call them, and uh, they used to come home coughing and sneezing and it wasn't too good. Several of the men later died of emphysema and I'm quite sure that was a great deal of the trouble. But still, it's all in the game. As the years went on, of course, they got better appliances, and then the Metropolitan Fire Board took over in 1932, and uh, they took over the uh, gear and the buildings, and uh, of course they charged for their services to the to the board, and. They paid a small amount for the gear. Now, from that on, it was under, not out in the board's control. Original interviews were recorded by Richard Baker, commissioned by the then Mount Wellington Public Library in 1982. The selection has been curated by Renee Orr and Zoe Colling from Auckland Library's Heritage Engagement Team with sound production from Sue Berman. The full project of original interviews can be found through Kura Heritage Collections online. Tune into other Auckland Library's podcasts via the website. Thanks for listening, Enoko Rā.